Let's do a couple V. For Vegas scissors? Yeah, V for Vegas scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Dude, now this is getting weird. He's like, give me your wallet. And I'm like, what? And we swapped wallets and Chad went in and took the urine test and I got, I got the job because he didn't smoke weed. And so <laughs> you sister sister to drug <laughs> test. We <Yeah>. did. <laughs> Yo, what up? Shanks is in the building, and we got a special presentation, kind of like a show today for y'all. This is uh, this is Shanks and Friends on the run, and I got two of my closest homies in the whole wide world, some of my cellmates from County and Fed. <laughs> Give it up for Shotgun and Redbone, y'all. Yo, good to see you, man. Yo, how, how you guys living, huh? We're just glad we're not inside no more. Yeah, it's good to be out, right? Man, I need to get me, uh, I got too big. Look at this jumpsuit. Man, you looking fat as hell. You definitely didn't skip no meals in the chow hall. Hey, worry about you yourself. Yeah, man, that that that's what be popping and not in the good ways, dog. <laughs> I need to pop something, man. Tell you that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it do get lonely in there. Yeah, when you got a cellmate like this guy, this guy's over there. Just, I don't know what you was doing on that top bunk. <laughs> Handling business. Yeah, I mean, you know, y'all out here, like the creaking and stuff like in the middle of the night and i'll be like yo is everything cool up there and i was like i think they're jerking off up there <laughs> sometimes i was you know what i'm saying see he was selfish a lot of times so you gotta do what you gotta do yeah, now did y'all ever i did this one th time this thing you ever have like a foofy where you put like um like a towel in between the mattress and then you grab some shampoo or some lotion and then you kind of foof it out you kind of foof it out you ever do that Nah, I need to foof up out of this jumpsuit. <laughs> Shit's tight. Yeah, yo, homie, you might want to unzip that a little bit, player. Because, <laughs> I let man. them nipples breathe, son. Yeah, that's that's looking. If a little... I let too much out, y'all might see that Alabama white snake come out. Yo, where y'all originally from? Y'all never told me that. More from Arizona. You from Arizona? For yeah, real? yeah. Buckeye, Arizona. It's a piece of shit town just outside Phoenix. Okay, I like that. Population like 14 teeth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I'm wearing a grill for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Cover up them pearly whites, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you know, when, when people see that you got white teeth, like, and not, you know, like a grill, you know, they might start judging you that you don't have as hard of a character as you would like to be putting out there. But Shane's hard as hell, y'all. Everybody know that. We know that. Yeah, we seen you at work. We know. I mean, I stabbed both of y'all. That was the way I initiated you into the cell. Hey, well, we're glad you did. I just, you should have went a little easier on Chad. He was crying all night in his cell. Redbone, what did you go in for? You you told me a long time ago, but I forgot, homie. Basically, it started with a beer run. And then I just started stealing other shit besides that. You know what I'm saying? And then it went from that to child support. And then it went from stealing like ATMs. 
And then I stole like whole ATM machines. I, I ain't trying to break into it. I took the whole motherfucker. Yo, you strong as hell. <laughs> yeah, he walk out with the whole motherfucker. I told him I was like, listen, you better get into check fraud. Check fraud's the way to go. That's how I got caught up allegedly. Oh, so you a bitch? Yeah, <laughs> that's <Shit>. right. <laughs> like I don't care. I didn't do no crimes like y'all. I was doing white collar crimes, trying to get into Club Fed. Then I fucked around with him and stole an ATM on a Saturday. And there was no money in it because we took it from the 99 cent store. Well, it don't matter what kind of collar you was. We all orange collar now. You know what <laughs> <laughs> Popping them. Popping them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, well, what exactly did you do? I mean, I was raping. Oh. Well, they, God, that's a strong move. I mean, I can tell why you went. You yeah, know you know, it was good when it was good, but you know, when the getting was get, you know, you gotta get. Man, we encountered a lot of gangs inside prison. I know it. That's how I got this chest tattoo. I, they did it with a guitar string and toothpaste and ashes. A guitar string, yeah. a toothpaste and ashes. Yep, straight Damn. up in the yard. Was, was, was that from the custodian Jill that died? No, the other one. Oh damn, Cletus. Yep. yep, straight up. Damn, he would do it on breaks and shit. It took about seventeen years, but I finally got it done. Yep, I told him, instead of using that toothpaste on your chest, why don't you try putting it in your fucking mouth, you know? <laughs> Them teeth is fucked up. Oh, dang, My, man. It looked like he been chasing parked cars his whole life, eating rocks. <laughs> man, he roasting your ass. How <laughs> yeah. you gonna respond to that? Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, hey, don't make me bring up old stories about you, you know what I'm saying? Dude, the bring them up, bring them up. That's what we're doing Bring them up, 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 bring them up. I'm just man. saying, like, this guy took showers multiple times a day. What was he doing in there? I know he wasn't washing his feet because they smelled like old cheese sticks. <laughs> I, I was washing everything but my feet. <laughs> Yo, why are you winking like that? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like how you winking like yeah, that. Hey, we've been locked up a long time, man. I'm just trying to get out there. You guys play or hating on me. I mean, I didn't try it till I knocked it, but then I knocked it and then I tried it and I was like, okay. Did you knock it out? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. The male it. booty is very similar to the female booty. It's just what I'm saying is what life is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what you do. You put your thumb in there, and then they can't get away from you. You're like, hey, where are you going, Redbone? Where are you going? No, I don't where know are you going? No, that might have been Busybone or something. That wasn't, it wasn't Redbone. <laughs> that no. wasn't that bone? <laughs> nah. He put his bone in his eye. Yeah, that's Red what bone? he's trying to do. That's what he's trying to say, yeah. Nah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm vegan. I don't, I don't mess with bones. You don't you mess know? with any bones? No. Nope. You bone out at Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> that's it. Okay, I'm I see out. you, dog. Yeah, you bone out. Mm -hmm. I say, I look. I'm vegan, you know what I'm saying? I used to tell people like, hey, I don't eat meat. I'm saying, hey, you're in Lux. My dick's made out of green beans. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> I haven't never looked at it like that. Yeah. That's hot, man. Your dick made of green beans? That's My cool. dick's made of green beans. So if you're ready for a salad, I got you. No. Nah, Yo, uh, you, I got a sore throat. You call your dick the Jolly Green Giant? I do, sometimes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I mean, you know, I'm not like a little skinny guy like you. Skinny guys like you got like 11 inch hammers. You Yo, know what but I'm, I'm wiry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, a guy like you got a three potato, one potato, two potato, three potato. You know, we're not blessed in that. Okay, well, yeah, I appreciate we're... you giving me the props that I deserve. Hey, I seen you in the showers. Like, goddamn, this guy's swinging a big old Pringle can. I mean, there's multiple reasons why they call me Shanks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I mean, stab bitches with this this uh, this Klondike bar. You know what I'm saying? Is that why you never had a cellmate? Uh, you know, uh, you know, the problem was since I was getting locked away for rape, they figured that I should be kept separate from other cellmates to stop perpetuating the crime that I was in there for. So, yeah, you know, it was a problem originally. Yeah. But it has been fun seeing you at rec hours and stuff like that. Yeah, playing ping pong and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Handball? Come on. Yeah, mm. let me tell you something, man. Hey, it's just good to see you now. I mean, I, I think you need to probably get that lazy eye fixed. But besides that, man, you looking good, man. You what you, what you talking good. about? I don't know. I'm over here. Look over here this huh? way. 
Oh, that's right. What'd you say? Yeah. Oh, there you is. Yeah, there. I see you. Oh, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, you sit here. I, I, I thought you left for a second. Nah, nah, nah. I'm about. I thought you got let out and then then let back in and then let out again. Nah. By next week, he'll be back. Nah, I ain't. Okay. Got, I ain't ever going back. I ain't never going back. I'm a changed man. I mean, honestly, that's what all the homies say, though. We all say we're not going back, but there's a good chance we might be going back. If I go back, I'm getting a bigger jumpsuit. You I definitely mean, need to maybe skip a meal or two. I mean, what size did you say that you <laughs> well, was? Well, I told them I needed extra large, and they gave me this fucking thing. I think that, dog, I, I mean, I don't want to. The only like, thing I liked when I walk around, everyone know I got a little dick. You, Everyone know. Hold Not up, let them know, hey, I got a little dick. What you going to do about it? Hold the hell up. You you straight up go up to other gangsters and you say, I got a little dick? I let them know, hey, look, I ain't got no money on my books, but I got a little dick. What's your favorite thing to buy? Like, I mean, because, like, for me, like, sometimes I make, like, like a jail gumbo kind of soup where I get, like, beef jerky and, like, ramen noodles. Oh, yeah, and, like, spicy different Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Throwing a dill pickle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's most of the time it's uh, Froot Lube. Water. You know what I'm saying? I like having that throat lube. Wait, what the hell? You call it throat lube? Throat lube. That's that, the nastiest damn thing I ever heard. Throat lube. That's water. throat lube. That way, hey, they warm up the water, they gargle it, and then that way when you hammer it down, it feels just like a, a vagina. Damn, that was the realest analogy I've ever heard in my life, and I will not be able to get that out of my head later. Throat lube. Throat lube. Throat lube. Hashtag. Throw low. Oh, we hashtagging in this bitch right yeah. now? Oh, we hashtagging. I just learned about this. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got four Twitter followers, man. man. You got four? Yeah. And I yeah. still got the egg. I don't know how to get the egg off my Twitter profile, dog. <laughs> man, this guy, you know, this guy's crazy. You know, what'd you bring inside jail this time? You was you was bringing shit in your man purse. Oh, man. What's a, what the hell's a man purse? No, no, it's my prison wallet. Oh, your prison wallet. Yeah, oh, I, I got one of those. Yeah, I got one of these. This ain't... How'd you get that in here? That's a big... That's a big-ass hey, harmonica, homie. Hey, hey, in my prison wallet. That's how I got it in there. You know. Wait. We love that uh, Twitter. Man, when we got them cell phones inside there, Chad got that girl to bring in them cricket wireless phones, boy. I don't know how he got in 42 of them. I guess his his prison wallet's pretty big. Well, you know, it, it, they call it the Gucci. It's the Gucci, you know? It's, it's one of them big purses. Is that why they say keep it Gucci? Yeah, that's why they say it, to keep okay. it Gucci. Okay, that makes sense. Basically, you keep it in your butthole. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it ain't, ain't no shame in that. You know what I'm saying? How else are you going to get 42 cell phones in plus plus earbuds and all the other stuff? I mean, one time I smuggled in a full tuxedo for my friend's funeral in prison. Oh, my God. My brother got one of them fucking Russian dolls where you take them apart and there's like 20 dolls. I said, what you need that for? He, no reason. He just likes it up there. That's called a Matryoshka. Little no facts for stinks. Damn. I'll be reading. I'll oh. be going to the library on my downtime sometime. People Man. think I'm a dumb, illiterate bitch, and I'll be reading all the time. So what's the craziest crime you've ever done? Okay. One time, I murdered a fool because he said that I had a cross eye. And I said, I don't know what the hell you talking about. This kid was seven years old. It was a playground. Not my finest moment. But you ask my craziest crime? He went around on a merry-go-round, and I shanked him every single time he went around on a loop. Shank, that's shank, what he, that's shank, what he, that's what shank, he get. That's shank. what he get. And that was the, the that was the day that I was born, and they called me Shanks because they saw me shanking that kid on that playground. Mm, fuck that little kid. That's what that little kid deserved. Yeah. Wow. We all got origin stories, and that's Shanks. Man. Up in H-Town. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, you are wearing the Houston Astros colors. I'm from Houston, baby. 
Mm. You ever do that scissor? You ever do that lean? Oh, yeah. We've done it twice. I think Paul Wall gave us some. Did for real? Yeah, bro. that lean. I don't know. Lean make you hungry. Could be purple. Could I mean, be pink. obviously, any, anything <laughs> makes shotgun hungry. Yeah. Over here. He busting out his fat ass suit over here. Let's <laughs> go take a shotgun to blow you out of that suit. <laughs> I mean, shotgun looks so fat. He gets so tired in that suit. This guy's barely, he barely awake right now. Uh, he holding his breath as if he fucking sneezes. He's going to blow that suit wide He's going to blow that zipper right out. He's going to pop me in the eye. He's going to straighten out my other eye, homie. <laughs> you can't have that. Oh, shotgun getting upset. No, I'm not upset. Just holding your breath. I'm no. just hungry. <laughs> Yeah, we know. Shotgun so fat, he's trying to conserve his energy right now. <laughs> I'm like a solar panel. Sun's going down. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Y'all hear that? What you tripping on? Is that that? That's the ghetto bird? We got a ghetto bird. Oh, go. shit. Do you hear those sirens? No. Yo. We got to go. go. Uh, uh, hey, yo. Follow us on Twitter, on IG. Uh, we got to bounce out of here. Bye. Clap in front of your face. Yeah, just just one. Perfect. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking for claps. You guys start giving me a round of applause. It's like, man, Jeremiah is really insecure on his own podcast. He's asking for claps and stuff like that. Uh, Studio warm up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're doing warm up for ourselves for the podcast. (laughs) Who's ready to party tonight? Let's do this. Yeah, man. It's good to have you guys here in the studio. Man, thanks for having us to the studio. Of course, yeah. It was, uh, I don't know what was going on uh, earlier. Some uh, some inmates just escaped out of my garage. I, I hope they didn't steal anything. We were nervous. They came running by us. We were like, They oh. looked a little shady, man. They did. I didn't trust them at all. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, luckily, you guys got in here safe. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks. We feel safe for now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, We saw sure. the helicopter, and we knew. I was like, man, we better... We better get in the studio. You know, it's weird that they were doing a podcast while they were on the run. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, of all Mul- the things. Yeah. Talk about multitasking. Yeah, like, why would you do that? Like, like if you just got out of prison, why would you, like, sit down to do a podcast? I don't know. Social media numbers, I guess. <laughs> I get, dude, it must be hard out here in the streets. <laughs> it, it really is. is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Smash Brothers here in the building. Yeah. Um, been wanting to have you guys on for a long time. Uh, we, uh, you know, originally met. I believe through uh, our brother Ralphie May. I yep. think so. Yes, and, we did. Um, yeah, just doing shows, and we just stayed in touch over the years and become friends. And yeah, uh, yeah I've uh, I just did your amazing dirty show again out Thank at uh, yeah. the uh, Ontario Improv. Thanks for coming out, making dude, the course. journey out there. Absolutely, it was, it was a good show. You did great. Yeah, dude, those shows are fun, man. They're yeah. wild. They're wild, but they're fun, dude. We've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. That audience, it's fun because uh, it's interesting. It's one of those shows where it's kind of the opposite where if I stay clean for too long, you start to lose them a little oh, bit. you will. Right. You we, really do. Like, we've it's had clean comics who, you know, because you don't have to be dirty, but we've had clean comics lose them. One comic who you got uh, it. Brody came in the first time and he bombed horribly. Dairy. And he wouldn't even take our money. We're like, hey, Brody, you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm coming back next month. And he came I back. I will next. conquer this room. And he did. Yeah. He did. And he blew the room apart. He did the second time and uh, destroyed. We gave him double the money because we were like, hey, you didn't take the money last month. Yeah. 
take the money for this month and last month, but he wouldn't take our money. I mean, what a what a gentleman that guy is. I mean, you know? that's nice. I've I've taken money on some gigs. <laughs> you got no business, bro. Like that, I ate it so hard where I can barely look the person in the eye while yeah. I take the money, and I'm like almost apologizing. Oh, we've Oof. been there too. Yep. It just happens. It's so awkward. Yeah, I, I did one. Uh, I had one bomb that was so bad. It was I opened for this British comic. He was literally in the States only for a few days uh, from the UK. Mm-hmm. And I was not his audience's cup of tea. I just was not at all what they wanted or expected. And throughout my set, I had to open for, I had to cold open for half an hour. They had technical difficulties the entire time I was on stage, mic cutting out. I went without the mic. Then the lights started cutting out. Oh. And then it's like, okay, well, what are you, what are we doing here at yeah. this point? And then I, I did the best that I could. And I just, I, it was one of those, I took the check. I was like, I literally was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch this. I'm so sorry for what just yeah. happened, but I'm going to the bank right now. Right. I, Before I they need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh man. We've had those two, we, uh, just two weeks ago, we did a show and literally our host went up fine. Feature act went up. The minute he says, how's everybody doing? His mic goes out and then my mic goes out and then the whole sound system went out. So there was nothing. And we had to do an hour. So uh, just I, we just acapella. We're in a in a bar and people were watching the Dodger game. It was one of those nights where after you're done with your set, you're just sweaty. You, yeah. you, you totally earned uh, that payday that day. And, yep. and uh, we felt good going home that we gave it our all. But it was man. I know it's one of those things where you're like, we did what we could, but like the comic inside of you is like, if this would have happened, I would have killed. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You're still like wanting to get them no matter <laughs> what. You're like, if this would have, you yeah. know. Yeah, but it's okay. We took the money. I mean, yes, yeah, that's what you got to do at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's we're hired for the gig, no matter what. Oh, and we I just was in give the parking. You know, I was in the parking lot scanning with my app, depositing that check from the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, we're gonna you know, know, scan isn't this that check. A good feature now. The it's greatest. a game changer. We do now. it right away. Well, Dude, years ago, course. trying to find your bank in I don't know Ohio, you know Wells, unless it's Wells in one of the big banks. Right. Good luck. And so years back when we were on tour, it was. It was challenging. Well, dude, trying if you to... hit the road and then like you're trying to cash it a couple of days later, if that bounces, it's such a hassle to try to get a hold of them and try to get them to cut a new check and yep. everything. Oh, so, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's why we started doing it right away. And, yeah. I, and you know, it is what it is. But like, man, you cash that quick. I'm like, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we did. We're loading our merch and it's already in our account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like they're handing it to you, you're scanning it while they're <laughs> yeah, handing exactly. it to you. Exactly. Yeah. Little signature. <laughs> Boom. Ready to go. Love I know it. it's crazy, man. It is. How long uh, were you uh, touring uh, with Ralphie for? Actively, I would say, uh, well, his last three specials, we toured that whole time with him. So yeah, more than five, six years. It's got to be so cool. Like, I, I love, uh, I've seen it at the store a handful of times with different comics there, but I love seeing comics build their hour and you get to see the pieces really come together yeah. like Tetris along the way because mm. you're like, I saw that bit when he just riffed one line. Yeah, totally. And then it's a chunk of the set now. And it's just so cool to see like kind of the behind the scenes progression of all that. Yeah, with him, we would uh, take notes for him when he was on stage because he wasn't a joke writer. Uh, Ralph, he wouldn't, uh, he didn't have a joke book or premises. Everything was off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. And he'd do two, two and a half hours every show, two, three times a night. We're doing 45 30 in front of him so and he would just say hey take notes so i remember what i said and that's how we built his two netflix specials we would just go hey you need to do this bit tonight remember yeah. remember you said this about whatever and he's right. like 
Oh yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Yeah, yeah baby. Oh yeah, yeah baby. I love that one, sugar baby. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's how we did it. And then the best part about that, and it's funny for me, is he thanks us at the end of his Netflix special and he spells Corey's name wrong on purpose. <laughs> always. He would always spell my name wrong on my paycheck. <laughs> or he would write fat Corey. Like send him a check or something and write fat Corey. And Corey's like, I can't cash it. And you're like, fat. You and how me? can you call me fat when he's fat? And then he's like, Oh, fat people love calling other people fat. And, uh, but yeah, I have, I still have the last check he wrote us and he wrote too fat Corey and I never even cashed the flipping thing. I was just like, it's such a classic Ralphie thing to do. That's amazing, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was fun times. It was being on that tour bus with him was probably some of the best times of our life. Just being alone with just us three and a tour manager and a bus driver, you know? I mean, dude, I, I know you guys have incredible stories, yeah, like, yeah, a, sure. like along just every stop of that tour has oh. got to be so crazy. Yeah. Man. yeah. Every, every, I, I remember one of the times, uh, I don't think Corey was there. You did San Diego with Ralph. I came down and then I, I was on my like anniversary date with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And he's like, you're going up, baby. I go, no, you already got a guy. I go, I'm just chilling. I go, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a beer. He goes, nah, baby, I pay you every month. You're going on stage. I'm yeah. like, by myself. He's like, go. And I'm like, oh man. So I remember we hung out. We had a great time with, you know, with you, that, that, uh, American comedy company, whatever company. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I just remember certain little times like that where we got to meet people like you and there's other comics along the road uh, that we've met in Minnesota and, and we stayed in contact. And it's kind of cool, like Miami and Ricky Cruz. There's all these guys that because of Ralph, we met these comics that we're going to stay friends with, we hope, for forever. And that's just because of Big Boy. You know, I know. Well, I mean, I feel I honestly I feel bonded with you guys because we, like, we have that connection. Totally. Like, I mean, like as soon as like we we met through him and, and became friends and then obviously uh, he unfortunately passed away a few years after that. Um, you know, I've never had and I'm sure I think we both share this as well. Like I've never had a comic fight for me like Ralphie did. Yeah, he was fighting for you for the comedy store. He would tell yeah. us about that on the on the bus, you know? Yeah. He said you're very talented and he wants to get you in and help you get as much in there as you could. Yeah, I mean, he... Uh a couple times he uh he went in there and yelled at the staff uh <laughs> <laughs> called them n-words i know even though they were white people I know. <laughs> he, he thought that was hilarious i know <laughs> he would always embarrass us with that stuff i was like ralph calm down with that i think he was doing it because yeah. he loved you you know and he was oh, going no, in yeah. there and he was going in there to be a voice for you he and dude he went to bat for me and, and 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 you know i've had a lot of people vouch for me over the years which i'm extremely grateful Amen. for yeah. and uh but none to the point where he said he's like i will not perform in uh i think the main room until jeremiah's past here and he did he didn't do like no. he would go up in the or but he's like i'm not doing the main room he's well, like, we I'm would not sit doing... at the bar on the outside i remember one time we went and saw you and um we were sitting on the outside he goes we're not even going in we're on the patio and he goes we're not even going in i'm really gonna ruffle feathers tonight and he's being loud you know how he was he was smoking on the patio <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's just like, raising <laughs> hell on purpose they're like ralph you gotta calm down he goes no i don't no i don't <laughs> And he's just raising hell on purpose. That's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. Know? He was just, he for us, he was the greatest. He helped us get our, on TV. If it wasn't for him and, and Andrew Dice Clay, we would have never been on TV. So we're lucky that we had those connections with those people. Well, that, that was a cool special that you guys were a part of with Dice. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Elnor on there? Elnor, Elnor yeah. uh, Jason Rouse, uh, Eric um, uh, Myers, Myers, Colin Kane. Colin Kane, yeah. It was a heck of a The Blue Show. It was on Showtime. Yeah. It was at the Santa Barbara Comedy Festival. And, uh, for dice and all these guys to vouch for us, and we were chosen from the West Coast or whatever. It was 
it was an honor and uh, intimidating too because you're on this lineup and everybody's destroying. Yeah. And you're watching, you know, you know how filming takes hours and and Dice is like, you guys are going to close it out. And I we're thinking, why us? We're going to close it after three hours of filming? You know, yeah. you know like, the camera stopped. You know, the whole thing that happens. Changing but he tape. got the crowd pumped back up and uh, we went out there and did our thing. But definitely a, a fun but intimidating experience well, for all these killers dude you know? of course like the lineup is already great if you haven't seen like the comics that they listed on that lineup uh you, you got to check out the special definitely. uh all these guys are killers let alone that's one element but being brought up by a legend like dice <laughs> and and being like you know, I'm putting my name on this. Yeah. My seal of approval on you guys. Right. So like what, and I'm trusting you to close this thing. Yeah. We were, so that, that, that's high praise, but it's also, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. We that's got there at like 10 a.m. or I don't know, early in the morning and they tell us that. So all day we were just, it was just in our yeah, heads. Of course. And I remember ironing our clothes going, oh boy, what a day, you know? <laughs> well then he, like he was saying, like the production people are like, he's doing for you what Dangerfield did for him and he's never hosted a comedy special before. I don't think he has since. He picked us all, his friend uh, Wheels Parisi was there too, I forgot to mention him. But, mm -hmm. and then when he came backstage, everyone just kind of went quiet, you know, cause he's a legend. Of course, then, everybody's head turns is like, oh, what's he gonna say, yeah, what's he gonna do? Yeah. And he comes yeah. and sits right next to us. He's like, hey twins, what's going on? And he just totally not on stage guy, just the nicest guy to us. And for us, we're gonna remember it forever. You know, and every time we see Eleanor, we have a special bond with her too. Of course. She's on our show this um next month, this next week um at the Dirty Show, but meeting those people and just seeing comedy, you get to see like the, this is why these guys are on TV. They're killers. They're absolute beasts. And maybe not everybody knows who Eric Myers was, but I'm telling you he was the first one to go out and he set the tone. He blew the whole room apart. Oh, dude. He blew the room apart. That guy would destroy. Oh, yes. Destroy. It was crazy. Like people had tears. Like you can see if oh, you yeah. watch the thing again, that people have tears. They're laughing so hard at him, you know, yeah. with him actually. I remember when he came in town from Florida originally and he literally I've never seen anybody get passed at all the clubs so quickly. I've never seen it where it's yeah. just like instant, like, yes, yes, yep. yes, right away. Cause it was undeniable. It was just like, it was like, regardless of if it was your flavor or not, sure. it's like the laughs show at the end of the day. Yeah. And his laughs per minute or whatever. Oh. It was just, it was up there. Taco man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Oh my, this guy's crazy. I love yeah, it. Yeah. We would watch him and it would, it would inspire us. Especially when you watch someone destroy, there's nothing more inspiring. Like when we watch Rogan and, and, and Tom Segura and these guys just, just Jessel Nick destroy the comedy store. It's just impressive. It's just you go home and you write more material. Of course, because you're seeing like the laughs per minute and you're like, wow, okay, I'm getting about half of that right, right. now with mm -hmm. this new bit I'm working on. How do I get it exactly. to that? Totally inspiring. That's why pre-COVID going to the store on a Tuesday night was like going to college at USC. Dude, every room sold every out. Room. Crazy. We would go from the belly room and we'd go down to the OR. We'd go here and we'd, we'd go in there, go see Punky Johnson in the at the bar. We'd say hi to her. And then, yeah. I don't know, just all our little friends, we'd go and see there. And it was just amazing. We're like, oh, in 10 minutes, so and so is going to be up in the belly room. Let's Chappelle go would them. show up at like 1 30 and stay on till four. I mean, oh, crazy yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. And... I got bumped many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. too. Dude, that's... you know, you get jaded when you're like, Chappelle's here again. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Man, I'm trying to get my 15 in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but totally inspiring. And we would just sit back and just like in awe. And, and you know, we've been in comedy 17 years and we're still in awe watching these these masters of our craft. Yeah. You know? Well, you guys did uh, my show stand up on the spot and Loved you guys it. destroyed, man. man that's, that was great. We love improv and like off the cuff. I mean, we did 
that in high school all four years we did plays in college we did what kind improv. of plays did you do in, in high school and college good question all kinds of different ones uh chad and i wrote a play where chad was a little uh boy and he had <laughs> an imaginary like, he was a little person he yeah, was yeah. literally 15 but i played like a six-year-old kid with an imaginary friend named silly billy that lived under the bed and and i remember uh during the during all the practice chad never cried and then during the performance Chad just got into the moment and literally cried about his image and the whole audience started crying. And I remember looking at him, I'm on stage and I'm like, well, he wants to break my balls and make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing it. And then my teacher, our teacher had tears. When I got off, we blew the room apart. Everyone's crying. And then I, I go, sorry for crying. She goes, are you serious? She goes, that was so heartfelt. You didn't tell me you were going to do that. I go, I just felt it. Like it just happened, you know? And uh, that's, so, that's when we knew we wanted to do stand up or something in the theater arts realm. Not sure. so much, maybe not movies, but You're just like if, if I can make somebody feel something like that, yeah. that kind of pop, that's that's pretty incredible. I was impressed, brother. I remember looking over at and afterwards I'm like, what'd you think about? He's like, I was legit sad that our, he, the imaginary character was going away. I just 100 percent got into it. And from that moment on, then we would just commit to the character and not even if you break character, get back into it and yeah. just stay dedicated to it. But, but the drama teacher wouldn't um, would separate us because if they go pair up, we would always pair up. And they're like, no, you guys need to be with someone else. Like, I don't care about nobody else in this class. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to be with my brother because Dude. I know that we got this. Like, I don't care about Jill. I don't care about her. <laughs> yeah. I, I took a photography class and a speech class and a bowling class with my sister, my younger sister in yeah. college. <laughs> right. She graduated high school school early and she's like i want to take classes with you and some brothers and sisters be like i'm not taking class with you but i'm like that would be dope Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. so we would always try to make each other laugh and stuff and get each other to break like to get each other in trouble Same. in a college class and they're literally like what are you this is college why are you got why are you doing this like yeah. to us like so they would have to separate us in these classes as with a you know full-grown adults and they're like separating me and my sister uh, they wouldn't even let us sit next to each other yeah, yeah. pretty After soon and then the teacher's like hey i'm moving chad to fifth period or whatever and i'm like <laughs> i was devastated i'm like no way yeah i was like that's that's preposterous. Like, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. so yeah. flabbergasted. I remember we would still pop in on each other. and But then when we got to college, we laughed. We got our schedules. And I go, because we could sign up for the same class. I go, they don't even know what's about to fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about to go down. It's about to go down. Yeah. And the first time they did improv and we just blew it. The, they called it the hot seat. And they put one of us on the stage. And everyone can ask you anything for the whole period. I was just asking him shit, like crazy stuff that he doesn't even want to answer. Oh, just fabricating answers, you <laughs> right, know. And, right. and some people would get super nervous with that. With that, we were just like eating it up. We were like, you could throw any question at us and we'll come up with a, <laughs> something, you know. So, But we've always wanted to do stuff like that. You know, we did Wizard of I played the Cowardly Lion. We yep. did all kinds of different uh, little, uh, I think, Little Shop of Horrors. What, what did you, what were you in, in Wizard of Oz when he was Cowardly Lion? So uh, that one, I didn't, <laughs> Chad landed the good part. So I was a tree with the apples. I didn't get to land and a now, good part. Is that hard as being a twin? Like, like yeah, oh, competition. My, my, yeah, my bro got a lead role, and I'm a freaking tree right I now. Was, it's happened a lot in our lives, and I'll tell you after this. But yeah, I got some tree role where I only had like, hey, and I got to throw two apples, and Chad's like, oh, you, you know, you better work on your on your uh, on your character. I was so flipping, you know, fucking uh, upset with him. I was just like, what do you mean work on it? You know, and uh, he's like, well, in case he doesn't make it, you're his backup. He's like, I'm not remembering these lines like I'm not. I'm a tree, you know? Yeah. But this guy's gotten chosen when we did last comic standing and we didn't get very far, but we slept on the sidewalk at Melrose Improv. We were like number two in line for days. And we got into that showcase that night. We got booted out because they said, don't curse. And we ended up cursing. 
and broke the rule. As we were leaving, we got invited to do um, a show later was Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? But they told us it was Show Me the Money. And we go to the audition and they said the show Show Me the Money and they choose Chad. And I'm like, what? I'm like, again? I'm like, this guy yeah. keeps getting parts over. But I had his back. I said, nah, we do it together. Or I can't do it. You know? And they're like, well, we've never had two people. You know, we've only taped three episodes. We did it when it was a pilot before it was even on TV. So... I got them to redo the contract and Corey and I got to do it together. And we were like on the fifth episode of Are You Smarter in a Fifth That's Grader. That's a real brother right and there. Yeah, bro. That's yeah, a real I got brother. Us, I got us $175,000 that day. Well, yeah. he didn't. I answered all the questions. That's That's I got us. That's That's editing. Editing. That was his pulling his Thank way you. Thank That's you. Thank you. That's a reason why you're bringing me in to the show. I'm the brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember telling him when we were driving home that night from Manhattan Beach, I'm like, you're lucky I was here. You would have won 10 grand. If it was just you, yeah, and your silly what brain. You, what was? Uh, what were some of the questions that that were on oh, there? The one we'll never forget was for three hundred grand from one seventy five to three hundred was uh, what U.S. president was first to win the Nobel Peace Prize? Mm. Well, we went into commercials just like you. Just yeah, pondering. just pondering like who who could you know because it could be? be. I mean, are we going way back? You right. know. And, Nobel we're like, Peace. Well, we're throwing out the obvious. We're like, well, it wasn't Nixon. It wasn't And Jeff Foxworthy came up to us and he was like, hey, if you guys don't know, I'm telling you, this is the fifth episode we've taped. You've by far made more money than anyone. Don't be afraid to say you're not smarter. He's all these kids are brilliant kids. You, They study. You do not get to study anything. Yeah. He's like, tap this button and say you don't know. He's all good. If you do know, I want you to win. He's all all right, we're going back from commercial. Or he's like, or if you're into gambling, give it a shot, but you'll drop down to yeah. 25 grand. And we we're like 175 to 25. We we're like, Hey, we came back from commercial. We're like, Hey, we're not as smart as a fifth grader. And they go to the kid for the answer. And the answer was. And the answer was Teddy Roosevelt. I would have never guessed that. That's the either. I would have never. I mean, you guys For did U.S. The right parks, thing. you know, because he was all about national parks and U.S. Yeah. You know, uh, state parks and all that kind of thing. National uh, monuments, Joshua Tree, uh, you know, et cetera. But we'll never forget it now. What do you remember the question before that? That got you to one hundred seventy-five thousand? Uh, went Mount and Everest. Yeah, no, it was the Himalayas. Yeah, so it was uh, the mountain range. You know, they were asking us geography questions. And we purposely, because you could jump around. So we were like, okay, let's start with, sure. you know. Let's start knocking out the stuff that we know. And yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Uh, what do you call, uh, what, uh, something about where ants live or something? What, call, what's it called? A yeah. colony. Yeah, a colony and, of ants. And, uh, you know, a, a navigational tool, but this also used for drawing the compass. Gotcha. You know, okay. So yeah, it was yeah. like random. So they throw like, softballs at first, but then it's crazy. Like, how would we know about Teddy Roosevelt? Dude, te that's what. Yeah. And they don't let you study when you go there. You're separated. There's no phones. There's none of that. And then they just say, um, "You ready to go on stage?" And then mm -hmm. they literally just bring you out on stage. Live studio audience, lights, camera, action. We and didn't even know it was called "Are You Smarter in a Fifth Grader." We thought it was called "Show Me the Money." We didn't even know Jeff Foxworthy was involved. We come walking out, and they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen," I'm like, "Whoa, Jeff yeah. Foxworthy!" There's kids. Like, what the <laughs> yeah, heck? Like, like, what we, is going on? Yeah, and uh, so the intimidation now are you factor. You guys, twins? Or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, here? you look pretty similar. It's so funny because he kept teasing us that he's going to bring out the Olsen twins, and we're like, "We hope you do." <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring them out. 
out. Well, like, bring them out right let's now. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they made us promise that I, when we went to commercial, though, you can't tell him you're a comedian. You can't use this for whatever. And we're like, oh. So I, I said I was a construction worker. Yeah, they made up jobs for us or whatever. Isn't that weird? How they always want these real people. Like, anytime I've, like, done those game shows, like, and I was, like, doing comedy, they're like, what did you do before it? Exactly. I, and I was like, I was a barista. They're like, you're a barista. I'm like, yeah. all right. Okay. Yeah. They And then they told us. They even came to our trailer later, and they're like, hey, you're next to Jeff's. Uh, cause we were, we thought we were getting a check cut. That's not how it works. They're like, Oh, the checks in the mail. If six, it months, six months later. Yeah. So we left there. We won 175 and we couldn't tell anyone and no check. And we waited six months and we were watching the NBA finals and they were like this new show. Are you smarter? And we're like, is it us? Oh, it's not. So game two, is it us? No. And game three. No. And then or no game three. Then they were like at the very end, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, next week on, are you smarter? Is it a double dose of dummies? And they were totally like just ripping us apart yeah, yeah. Like, each other and just started crying because we were like <laughs> yeah, we like, knew a, che- a paycheck was coming a fat paycheck yeah. to us i mean 87.5 each and we took that money and invested and we kept chasing ralphie and this goes back to ralph we would chase ralphie around the country on our own dime because we knew our comedy wasn't to his level sure but i figure if we hit every coffee shop and pizza joint and you know all the c and b the comedies i mean all these c b a minus clubs we would just get booked and Finally, um, he started giving us yeah. opportunities and, uh, and if we bombed, he would just rip our set apart and we would rework it. And he's like, okay, maybe I'll see you in New Mexico. We're like, oh, you'll see us in New Mexico. Yeah. And we would just chase El Paso. El Paso. We would just look at his lineup and we would just chase him around the country. And, uh, after a while, uh, he just started inviting us. And then, so how, yeah. How many shows did you guys like go following him around before he's like, all right like all a year for a long time yeah like and not even sometimes not even get in to see him because the place was sold out but we were in the same town we would text him he was too busy but he's after well he would see our drive he would see our diligence he was he was impressed by that and he was always like he couldn't believe we were driving this piece of crap car that we bought for five grand and we were just driving it was just our comedy car and we would just drive the heck out of it sleep in it uh, go to road stops, rest stops. And then he'd be like, come by, baby, I'll buy you lunch. And he would stack us up with food and everything out of his whatever. And just such a, well, we did last comic standing. This is how it took off. We did last comic standing. He goes by, he's going in to do a, a paid set. He goes, Hey, what are y'all doing sleeping on the sidewalk? And we were literally the second people in line. There's no one else in line. Just one guy, then me and my brother. I go, last comic standing's here in three days. He's like, you're going to sleep on the streets of Melrose from for Friday three- till Monday. And I said, yeah. And he goes, Come here. He goes and grabs the manager and he goes, save their spot. They're coming inside. He loaded us up with food, drinks, put us on stage and said, I want to see what you're doing. You're doing eight o'clock and 10 o'clock. And if I'm going to stay, you're going to do the late show too. And he let us work it out. No one else in that line got to do time there. No one else can really even go in there and use the freaking bathroom. Yeah. And Ralphie goes, come here. I'll be here tomorrow. And he showed up tomorrow, brought us more waters. And that's the kind of guy, because he didn't live far. He lived up in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy he was. Then afterwards, we got a phone call because we didn't get the show. And he goes, fly to Chicago. You're going to get on the tour bus, and I don't know when you're going home. So if you have families or whatever, you better figure that out. And I said, okay. And at the time, well, we didn't have the money, so we borrowed the money, and we flew to Chicago. And we made enough money and and paid the person back who floated our things. And then we were gone for two months. I was just going to tell you. Yeah, we were gone for two months. We were supposed to go for four days, and we stayed gone for like 54 days or something. 
See that I just love this story because just the tenacity that you guys have uh, is just such, it's inspiring for any comedian who might be listening to this or anybody just pursuing any passion of theirs. Yeah, you know any what I mean? passion, and you know we still get paid as one act. They don't care if there's two of us, five of us, or whatever. The comedy clubs don't pay yet yeah, as a I duo. Mean, it's dude, a set. I did a a, a duo act. We, we know. Reagan and Walkins for That's a couple right. years. With you at the we would bond yeah, over that. I, I remember know. seeing you backstage cool. all the time, and we would go, "Hey guys," and, yeah, you know because see us warming up doing like vocals yeah. and stuff like that yeah. every time we see a duac we see the sclars and we're not too we don't know them too well but we're like man we're always inspired by duo acts or sure there's a few triplet uh gimmicks out there and stuff but we were always inspired every time we see a duo act and we watch everything we we're just so impressed by seeing two people up well there. jason and randy have a lot of stories where one of them will book it and then the other one will try to talk the other one into hey what about how what about this like you get twice the brain comedy brains and, and yeah. we'll, yep. we'll be writing and you know tagging it up for, like for free basically like on the show yeah and uh they've convinced people but they're ha they have certain commercials and stuff like that they said that they had to tell the other one like they didn't get it and the other one got it's it. happened to us it's crazy man. It, it's happened so many times with all kinds of random stuff uh, back in college, uh, I got a job at the railroad and I was smoking marijuana. And I remember I was like, man, I got hired, but I need a drug test. And he's like, give me your wallet. And I'm like, what? And we swap wallets and Chad went in and took the urine test. And I got, I got the job because he didn't smoke weed. And so, you sister, sister to drug test. We did. Yeah. And then I was pulling brand new cars off the train and pulling them onto the trailers for car dealerships. And it was an awesome college job. And Chad got me the job for taking my the drug test. So we did take advantage of twin stuff a few times in our life. I mean, yeah, that's a true sitcom moment right there. 100%. <laughs> yeah. For sure. 100% accurate. I remember he came home and he's like, my hair wasn't as short as his. He's like, oh, and I took a badge uh, picture. You better shave your head. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, man, I, I don't like, want to shave my <laughs> yeah, head. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's some of the benefits. And, and you know, uh, uh, not to reiterate too much about Ralph, but, but that's that's what we learned from him is uh, the main thing we learned from him is this is show business. It's a business and you got to take it like a business. So before, I don't think we were taking it as serious going to these comedy clubs. Not really. I wouldn't say not disrespecting the place, but we weren't respecting the place like we should. Like when you go there and, and you're ordering in the green room or you're be, be nice to that. Be nice to the waitress because that waitress, when you come back next year, can be the GM of this place. I mean, yeah. And you got to be nice to everybody you meet. And after we saw how Ralphie would do it, like it was a week before Christmas. We're in Houston. I'm not going to mention the comic. A comic went the weekend before and didn't tip. Any of the wait staff told the crowd, don't tip, buy merchandise. So Ralphie told Corey, go get the merch money. Stood all 20 whatever, because a Houston improv, I'm sure you know, is huge. 20-something staff members. And Ralphie gave them three $100 bills, every single person in that whole line. And he did that. It was he, like six grand or something. It was a crazy know. amount of money. And he goes, it's okay. I go, what am I going to write on the balance sheet? He goes, it's okay. Like, I got it. Like, don't. Because, you know, we log the, the merch. And he's like, these people deserve it. They worked hard. We just did seven sold out shows. He goes, and that's what we learned. Be nice to all of us. So now when we went back without him, everyone was like, oh, my God, Smash Bros. Do you remember that time? And now we bond with that. Now she's the manager. And then yeah. now. And so that's how special he was. Like, you know, I have tons of stories like that. But we learned that. Like, be nice to every single person. You're not. It's not just about you telling your jokes. And we learned that. And it's right. like, that was one of the coolest things we ever probably learned, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys could, I could talk for, for hours for, and yeah. hours yeah. about yeah. Ralph. I we mean, love him, man. We yeah, love man. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Good That's dude. so cool. Um, do you guys have, uh, 
I'll just ask you one one more. Do you have a, a favorite memory that might have happened in a green room or something that that happened maybe uh, on the tour bus? Like if you want to share a story. Uh, There's so many. One time, uh, you know, there was a rule: no pooping on the bus. Okay. And uh, Ralph oh. had his own bathroom in the. Who cares? I, I mean, tell the story. Uh, <laughs> Ralph is. I already in, know what you're about to say. That's Ralph's in the back bathroom <laughs> and. And and the rule, you know, there's no pooping. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, if you're on tour, not on a bus. You have to just, go to truck stops. That's the only rule. And you could tell the driver, blah, blah, blah. And he know. would follow his own rule, too. But I don't think he was feeling good. And so if you had to go and it was an emergency, uh, sharing with the audience here, you would line the toilet with the trash bag. And then you would sit down on the toilet, but you would do all your business into the trash bag and then bundle it up and get rid of it. And then it wouldn't sit in the septic tank. Well, yeah. Ralph didn't bother with the bag and we're all in the bus having a good time. And this waft comes through the bus and everyone's gagging. And just all of a sudden we hear a, a crack. The toilet broke on Ralph and shatters the fiberglass. I mean, shattered it, shattered the toilet into fucking splinters of pieces. And Ralph's laying on the floor. He's all, help me. He's all, Somebody come in here, boys, come in. And we kicked, we couldn't even open up the door and we're dying laughing because there's a naked Ralph completely naked laying on the floor the toilet's cracked in pieces he's dying laughing going god damn i almost went out like elvis in here he's all thank god you came <laughs> and here's the best part he was going from there to just for laughs so we we're taking him to the airport okay so we're in the middle of somewhere hot i remember that it's probably texas probably we drop him off the airport well now we have a problem on the bus the, the, he's gone the yeah. toilet's broke and yeah. it's in pieces filled with crap and so i remember ralph gave the driver like a couple grand and he literally had to rebuild the toilet at a truck stop and get it going because ralph was only gone for four or five days but the best part and then when he came back he's like i'm gonna test that toilet out well no you're not <laughs> we're like please whatever you do but ralph would shatter uh stools even we'd seen him just shatter stools he'd sit on a stool and just shatter it out and he'd get all he'd laugh and the crowd would eat it up and we laugh got one too. made for him after that i actually have it right now i have his uh stool but we had to get a metal up steel yeah for the frame to support yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, you've seen it it's a red it's yes. a red stool and uh, yeah, so we had it made i would be impressed when i would see ralphie sit on some stools like at the store the we know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm literally like at, like and i think the audience too is like how much longer is that gonna last <laughs> oh like, yeah when he would shatter him he'd always go to his like did a goddamn quaker make this thing yeah. you know is this from you know he'd name a, a crap town and but always a good spirit and uh but we'll never forget him shattering the toilet seeing him buck naked with just oh he would just do it like i'll tell you this last one and then we can move on because it's, it's in brain it's in like it stayed in my mind <laughs> yeah he, he liked old school hip-hop right and if we wanted to get him up um no one could really wake up ralphie we could because he loved us we could go in his room we could do anything we want other openers they probably wouldn't dare go into his room because he had guns and ak-47s and god knows what else on that bus and we um started playing notorious big juicy and so all of a sudden the bus starts shaking back and forth because you knew big boy was getting out of his bed and the door is like star track like an air door and go and it opened up he's buck naked and he's dancing and well ralphie get dressed he's up when the song's over baby <laughs> yeah and we were like what the yeah, so stuff like that, like crazy stuff. He would just do stuff just to get reactions out of us. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, that's the best. Like when you go on the road with somebody and they do something crazy and you're like, 
Oh, we're friends like that now? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I the same thing. Like, I was like, I, okay, I just saw your dick. I, I didn't know we were friends like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, wow. The first time we seen him naked, I told Chad, I'm like, I think he really likes us. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he's You're like, I think we're special. I don't, think, I don't think he does this with all the openers. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, oh, man. He <laughs> loved him, though. Crazy stuff like that all the flipping time, man. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I, uh, uh, I want to know uh, what kind of jobs were you guys working before you were really like into the stand-up world? After college, I became a social worker. For, okay, and I was a social worker. I did workman's comp. Do you think that that working like in social work helped you like when you guys started doing stand-up, just like having to communicate like that, and yeah. and just also judging character and energies and different stuff like and that, and being empathetic, yeah. and and. Um, observing the room when you're a social worker you go in these environments where you're not sure if this oh, either elderly or developmentally disabled person is actually being taken care of or are they just cashing a check on this person right and just the cupboards are empty and they're just kind of uh, neglecting and abusing this adult and you're their advocate if you're not going to say anything no one's going to say anything yeah. for this person that's a war you're kind the of their last resort there's no family for a lot of those folks right and so yeah and then I uh, I did uh, like a lot of warehouse work. And mm -hmm. then I would say like in the year 2000 or something, I was like, I'm tired of working hard. So I went on, and this is with the internet, whatever. And I printed a UCLA bachelor's degree and I got a job as a commodities broker. And I made like- And he bought everything on the internet. I bought everything on the internet. <laughs> I even researched like the school in case they asked me questions and stuff. And then he's like, Congratulations, you're hired. He's like, we're gonna give you seventy thousand your own office. He's all your your office mate next to you went to your same school and graduated the year before you. I go, no way. As soon as I walked in, the boss leaves, the door shuts. He goes, you didn't graduate from UCLA. And I go, fuck no, but I got the job. He's all, he's all, I'm gonna like you, dude. And then I got the job. And then the best part, that's what I tell everybody, fake it till you make it. If you don't know the job, trust me, they're gonna train you their way to do the job. So they trained me exactly how to be a commodities broker. Yeah. The market, how to read the market, how to purchase, what a limit order is, all these things that I didn't know, they taught me how to do it. All I said was, hey, I happen to graduate UCLA, but I really did it. And he paid 149 bucks and took a picture at like JC Penny and, and you know with the cap and gown and this guy hustled off for 149 dollars. That's and, amazing. And got yeah. a a career. I I took a uh, a passport photo once. I didn't know that you are not allowed to smile. Yeah, I didn't know either. So I took the hammiest of ham. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. Yeah. I took like a. Yeah. <laughs> like one of these and uh i this is approaching i need to like go to montreal for comedy festival right. right and i get it in the mail and they're like you like you you took a fraudulent picture whatever the the the, yeah, the, the words wording was and they attached the photo and it was it's so obnoxious i'm like of course i got denied like, yeah. this is this is just me asking for it but i had to, i almost missed a trip a a trip to do stand up because I had to expedite the passport sure. and then I was all freaked out that it wasn't going to get there. I'm like, am I really not going to go to Canada because of a dumb joke right. that I did? And, and not, of all borders, that Canadian border does not mess they around. Do not, dude, if you have a DUI or anything oh. in your past, like you're most likely not getting it. Yeah, 100%. They came on the bus. They did not joke. One at a time, come talk to me. You Ran come a off dog the bus. through the bus. Uh, the driver did have a DUI like 20 something years ago and and they ran him through the ringer and he almost didn't get through and we were there hours. But we can go to Mexico right now and you can have heroin in your 
pocket. You know what I mean? It's like, Dude. you know what I mean? Like the Mexico border, you could do it. You could roll right through it. And I mean, I go down to uh, Tijuana sometimes with my friends and eat tacos and then walk back over. They don't care. You can go in and out wow. right, right now. Even during the pandemic, they don't care. But Canada, man, it was crazy. Yeah, have you there. ever been messed with in Tijuana? Like when, when you've gone there? Uh, well, we've seen some shenanigans or been offered. Yeah. This one guy came up and he had a truck full of like, uh, there was monkeys and parrots and lizards. And he's like, <laughs> and, I'm, and we could have bought a tiger. And I told you, I was like, <laughs> he's, yeah, like he's like $300. It was like a white tiger. And I remember what? telling my brother, I was like, Let's buy this flipping tiger. Yeah, dude. I'm like, fuck I'm this like, penny like, bank. I'm like, let's get this tiger. I was more for the monkey, you know, so I could have <laughs> yeah, the monkey yeah, going yeah. around and I collect change and right, stuff. Right, right. But you're trying to teach him how to pickpocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a cute little monkey. He had a little hat and everything. But we've been offered, you know, because we look rough characters, so we've been offered every drug under the sun. We've had a lot of shenanigans happen and uh, and then get pulled over. And It's the, weird that, like, how surface level when once somebody sees your look because when like they'll judge you right away like yeah I, when i had long hair dude the amount of times where i got asked or or asked if i sold weed right. was crazy yeah. yeah like just like because i'd like be on a skateboard rolling around la long hair people were like like hey you holding anything like you got anything yeah. like like and hey. you don't even drink and i yeah I, I like i'm just like i'm just trying to skateboard yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get offered. People come up to us like, "Hey, man, you guys got any this or that?" And we're like, "Dude, we." Or they think we're bikers or anything. It's like we don't do anything dangerous, like anything. Right. Like yeah, you know, we never smoke cigarettes. Like we're completely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ruin the thing, you know, for so our you image. Never, but never smoked cigarettes. I think no. we did twice in our whole life, and like yeah, a puff. And we've I never up. even done hard drugs. How have you always had the raspy, deep voice? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why. Because it's super low. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea why. I could never do like like the Ric Flair woo. It would. Ne I could even. Get oh, can't. Yeah, I can't reach that. Yeah, yeah. it's like more like woo. Like <laughs> I can't do it. I, but I don't know. It's just, and the older I get, it's getting worse. So I don't know. It's like uh, <laughs> it just keeps getting like lower if we do like six, seven shows in a weekend, I have to drink tea and honey because by the seventh show, the seventh hour we've done or sixth hour, my voice is. Big. And we're like you. We're high energy. Yeah, and jumping around, and you know, yeah. I mean, we're not just uh, standing still. I mean, we we I've we get into it. I've had to be a little bit smarter the what because when you're doing like five or six hours over a weekend, mm -hmm. that's such a different game than when you're doing just little spots around town these 15 20 minute spots you can kind of go as hard as you want but like in the grand scheme of the weekend you're like i gotta like eat right totally. if, you're, if you're being like physical and yes. stuff, dude my first shows this weekend i didn't get enough sleep like uh a couple days before mm -hmm. i went to addison we love that club. my oh dude so fun oh man like i just had a blast there it, yeah. it was great i was cramping up uh, the first and the second show doing certain act outs. Sure. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta do some deep sleep tomorrow yeah. and, and eat some healthy stuff because I'm like, I, f I was feeling like twitches and stuff like, like mid act We're, we're outs. exactly like you and we'll go get coconut water. Uh, Pedialyte. We'll, I have Pedialyte in the car right yeah, now. Yeah. And then um, we eat, we're like, okay, let's go get a crazy salad and a bunch of fruit and we'll go down to the continental breakfast because I mean, as you know, comics live off that continental breakfast. Oh, dude, and I, I, we did, I, out. I did the thing where like I'll wake up at six or six 30 in the morning eat so much bring it back to, uh, to, to, to the room and then i'll pass out uh, for like still. three or four more hours yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. and we'll if, if there's no fridge for whatever reason we'll go get ice and turn our sink in the bathroom into our <laughs> so there's yogurt and granola is, and two bananas <laughs> you have your own buffet like yeah. every day like mm, what do i want yeah, today i'm like oh man <laughs> there's we, toothpaste we, in this ice it's so weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, but the, uh, that Addison Club uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, I know you had a blast, uh, and they were real complimentary. I saw their post about you. I know you just killed it out there, but we missed that club. That club's a very, very fun club. Totally. It's a fun one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, they, they, uh, they've got some wild you – know, it's just Texas in general. Like People, like when they want to come out and have fun at those shows, it's like, oh, let's go. Like, yeah. Like gloves are coming off tonight. This 100, is, yeah. yeah. And, and the crowds are very energetic and, uh, and you never know. I mean, it ranges from cowboys to the craziest, uh, sports guys. It's like Dude, very, I had a woman, this never happened. I've had a happen one other time where, you know, when somebody like every once in a while, you'll see somebody like nodding off because they had too much to drink. Yeah. Woman stone cold out in the front row. And I'm having a great set everybody's laughing and of course as a comic the only thing you see is yeah. the sleeping person and i was like what is going like it was crazy dude, it's hard not to address dude that's the club we we did that club that's the club where the guy drank too many red bull vodkas and then ralph says hey catch him and he went boom right onto the stage fell out of his chair and out. started having a seizure. seizure and we had to stop the show and ralphie was so calm and the guy got woke up and he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm here. I paid to see you. And Ralph's like, you need to go get looked at baby cakes. Like you're not doing good. He's like, it's just Red Bull vodka. I'm fine. He refused it. Like, and the show kept the show going. kept going after and the paramedics are there. Everyone's working on him. And then show went right back on. And afterwards, I forgot what it's called. There's like a little piano thing across the way. A dueling piano. piano bar. Yeah. yeah we yeah, went yeah. there and the guy ended up buying us drinks and whatever, but uh, crazy. Texas can be crazy. Dude, dude. that's yeah. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, it is wild. It is wild. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Uh, I want to get into uh, this uh, this final segment. is called Sax Talk. Mm. Oh, sax Talk. Uh, this uh, story uh, happened in Las Vegas and uh, Sin City. Sin City. Um, we just did a show, and uh, I'm getting off stage, and uh, a young lady, probably 25, 24. Keep in mind, I'm 40, whatever, at the time. And she comes up, and we're talking, and we're having a good time. And Great uh, time. She has a friend, Corey's, uh, we just call him the fisherman. He just fishes them up, and then he releases them back to the wild. I'm catching release. So um, I, I should have prefaced this. We always, uh, on the West Coast, or as you know, at the Dirty Show, we always have an interpreter. Uh, for the sign language and uh, so I have my um, lesbian interpreter she's my road dog one of my good friends her name's Mel and uh, she's interpreting to the other friend for me okay so, and so Corey's making them all laugh and we have our interpreter and plus by having an interpreter we have a a witness <laughs> yeah. if you will so uh, shots are being made and everyone's having a good time um, and uh she wants to go back to the room up in the top floor. I told Chad, I was like, you know what? I would swap rooms and use Ralphie's penthouse and really impress this girl. And Chad's like, man, do you think Ralph? I go, he, he'll be busy for a couple hours. Get his key card. And so Chad went up to the top suite. And then I just started ordering up room service and just, you know, <laughs> trying to show her a good time, you know? So it's me, my interpreter, uh, uh, her friend, and we're all, it's just basically me and two two women. But my, my interpreter's only there for moral support to kind of help ease this in, you know? So we're having a good time. Great my, time. My interpreter thinks it's time to leave. 
And I'm like, no, don't leave. Like, you know, I'm not feeling it yet. You know, hang out. My interpreter starts flirting with her now. Now I'm competing with my interpreter over the attention. And I was the headliner, okay? You're the, inter <laughs> you're the interpreter, okay? <laughs> so we're having a good time. I could see that she's kind of leaning towards the interpreter because, and you've met her, uh, Mel is quite the uh, charmer. I would agree. Like Corey always says, you would never bring. I would never bring my girlfriend around her because even if your girlfriend's never experienced uh, uh, an endeavor with another lady, she'll definitely turn your girl into a believer. <laughs> so we're having a great time. Way too many shots of fireball, by the way. Uh, way too many. And uh, so my interpreter's like, hey, do you think it's cool like, um, if I take her to my room? And I said, hey. What the hell, man? She's like, she goes, I don't think it's going to work for you anyway. You know, she's like, she's kind of vibing. We're vibing. And I'm like, vibing. I'm like, what the hell's vibe? I'm like, okay. So they end up leaving the penthouse that I worked hard for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk Ralph into it. I had to get the key card. I had to do all this shit. So the interpreter ends up going. They go to that girl's room. The interpreter ends up turning. And then I've. We forgot to mention, she is getting married. So she's on her little bachelorette party. Getting married the very next week. Next week, somewhere, wherever the hell she lived, our interpreter ended up hooking up with her in, at that girl's room. And now they still talk to this day, like lesbian counter affairs online. <laughs> Chad's still bitter. That he lost this girl. And I, I told Chad, I go, the reason you lost her is I think she kind of rationalized it. Like she's not cheating by not having sex with another guy, but having a hookup with a girl doesn't count. <laughs> so I guess the main lesson here is uh, always have a lesbian friend, but watch your back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> dude i mean that i think that's that might be the first sax talk where um a girl stole yeah <laughs> stole the sex straight oh. up from underneath a, a, a guy I, I i made fun of my brother for probably this oh, happened dude. just before the pandemic so I mean, we've been laughing about it through the whole pandemic you gotta laugh about it oh that's yeah. all i can do now but every month when i see her, i'll see her this wednesday at the improv when i see her it's the first thing i say to her i of go course. remember you don't go to meet and greets you go back to the green room yeah where yeah. are the headliners around here yeah. you have to try to swing it around for her let her know <laughs> yeah well, she's the sweetest she's the sweetest person that's so okay. funny at least she picked up one on the road so that's good <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh well guys thank you so much for coming on the show is there anything that uh, you guys want to plug or anything uh coming up uh follow us on social media all of our platforms are the same it's Corey, the letter n chad so it's c-o-r-y the letter n c-h-a-d instagram twitter blah 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 uh, that's where we're at um we're just now we haven't been venturing out. We've only probably done 40 sets, maybe 45 sets since the pandemic. And uh, we're just now, I know you've been hitting the road and hitting it hard. We're just now. So we're months behind you. We, uh, we got Arkansas, we have Vegas, yeah, Phoenix. So we're just now hitting the road, but it feels good to start doing comedy again. Yeah. And we're vaccinated and we're ready to get out there and rock and roll, you know? But Heck we appreciate yeah. you having us. I mean, it was so fun. Well, you know, we always look forward to seeing you. So we really Dude, appreciate it. Like, a absolutely. Lot. And, and I've shared this story um, uh, a long time ago on the show, but I want to uh, 
remind my viewers about this story, uh, about this sax right here. Um, this sax is very special to me because um, our brother Ralphie May had a big part uh, of me purchasing this saxophone. Oh. Uh, and uh, it was one of those things where I was doing the road a lot uh, years ago with our pal uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Right, and, I love Tony. Um, there was a Nashville gig in December that I couldn't do because uh, I was going home to visit family. Right. And so he asked uh, Ralphie to, Tony asked Ralphie to open for him as a favor. And Ralphie, of course, nicest guy ever, is like, yeah, no problem. You know, mm -hmm. no ego on that guy ever. <laughs> and um, uh, Tony was checking his text messages after uh, Ralphie passed away. And uh, he had seen that Ralphie wanted to give me his paycheck for that night, uh, even though I couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And I used that money um, to help buy the sax. Wow. That's amazing. So I, every time I play the sax, I think of Ralphie. So. Man, I'm glad you shared that with us. We love hearing stories from other comics. You know, we, he's bought teeth for people, saxophones, yeah. cars, you know, all kinds of stuff, cars. So, man. That's amazing. And that's good. I'm glad you have it. And, you know, and obviously you take good care of it. And that's awesome. I'm glad you have it, man. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So I love you, brothers. And we thank you so much you, for doing man. the show, man. Thanks thank for you. having us. Jeremiah, 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 Jeremiah.